wild space, the penultimate frontier. These are the voyages of the 16 Candlekeeps, our season-long mission to explore subspace systems, to seek out new NPCs and new encounters, to boldly roll where no one has rolled before. Welcome to 16 Candle Keeps, where the 80s pass their death saves. Once again, I am still not Steve Archer. Uh, I am in fact Liam Thornton, and I am the Dungeon Master for this mini campaign of Spelljammer Academy. Um, so, hi everyone, how are we? Oh. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, first things first, uh, thank you to everyone who joined us recently for our uh, live game as part of Wolverhampton Literature Festival. Um, you're all wonderful, wonderful people. If you weren't able to make it there in person or catch uh, the stream that they did for us of that, um, don't worry, the episodes will be released as usual um, and that will be coming out after Spelljammer Academy wraps up. Um, Obviously, Jade was unable to attend, um, so once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to Jonathan Arnold for stepping in and playing Dunk. Um, fantastic character and much love there. Um, very new to the game, though. Um, hasn't really played much D&D uh, or any other uh, RPGs. So just goes to show this just, you know, it's it's never too late to pick up a new game. Uh, so when last we left off, uh, our Academy heroes had been in the simulation deck uh, after meeting a uh, another prospective spell jammer by the name of Mikan. Um, and they had to run a few errands to go and collect a logbook from a ship wreckage in simulated space. Uh, they faced down electric eels, uh, a meteor-like beholder kin known as an eyemonger, um, took on a ship of Githyanki with just the best hammerhead action in the world so many dice were rolled uh i i felt a little bit annoyed that they were able to get through it that quickly but also as always as every good dm should feel very proud um and then as they were making their way back they came across uh micken's crew and their ship and had to rescue them as they had run into some problems um the simulation was cut short, however, as an explosion had rung out. Um, the glyphs had all flared and smoke filled the room. So uh, smoke continues to fill the simulations deck. 
The explosion has left your ears ringing, and as you try to steady yourselves, you begin to see the devastation that has been caused. Seath Abazine is pinned under debris, with Bosun Tato attempting to move it. As she does, you see one of Mikan's crewmates lying still on the floor. Mikan himself is sobbing, rocking back and forth, blood pouring from his head. Guards enter and help with the evacuation. As you are guided from the room, you see a glyph fading on the chamber floor. A single black eye. Bosentato stares at it, notices you looking, and orders you back to your quarters. So what would you like to do? Scratch, scratch, scratch of all of my notes. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to be able to read them. All right. <laughs> as long as you can read it and Um, so we've been sent to our bunk rather than medical or anything like that yeah. then? Yeah. Cool. Um, I'd like to just gather the other two and sort of go into a corner where we can talk in private. Um, do, do you guys know what happened? I don't... I, did, did you see the thing on the floor? I... Was this all... Is this all fake? Is this simulation? Are we still in it? Is... Any of it real? Did it all happen? I have a couple of questions of my own. Um, but first, out of game. Liam, mm -hmm. I have the ability as part of my features to understand all writings does that include glyph um so it's not a language as such it is um it appears to be a magical sigil um if it was just straight up writing you would have been able to have read it however uh, anyone who wants to make a history check uh can absolutely do so uh, or Arcana. Let's see. Which one's my better one? I'm going with the idea that I have no idea what it was. I'm going to go history and we shall see. Oh, wait. No, they are the dice. They are. They should not have been the dice I said yes to. <laughs> uh, oh my god. I just rolled a one. It's a six. Oh. Okay. You do not know what it is. Uh, yep. Unfortunately, uh, you you try and think you yeah. have. You know, if this was 
just some kind of writing, you'd be able to understand it. Um, but this appears to just be an arcane glyph or a sigil, something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and can I clarify, because I can't remember, because I didn't write it properly in my notes. Did everybody else hear the voice that, that in the simulation? Nope, just you. just me that heard it? Just you. Cool. Okay. Right. Back into game. Um, I suspect from an experience I had that uh, there was some intervention in our simulation that should not have been there and a couple of the things that we had to try and avoid were not part of the plan and that therefore I think someone's trying to sabotage the academy or infiltrate them at the very least. What happened to you? Occasionally, I just I get divine intervention. Can we call it divine interventions? I don't know. Just sometimes, every now and then, someone just you know drops me a little message, and uh, they said that was not part of the plan. Okay. Well, and she'll sit there and awkwardly sip a cup of water. So now what do we do is the bigger question um because if things are going on in a simulation that shouldn't be going on then there's there's problem right and people are in danger i guess i i don't know to say this but the only person that we can actually trust right now is currently dealing with the situation and that's yeah. you know Tarto, but do you not think maybe it could have something to do with the person that we got in trouble the other? I mean, I would have hoped we'd have got past that, but it could be that, I suppose. But it just seemed, oh, I don't know, something really weird is going on and they want to and i don't want to sound dramatic but maybe they want to kill everybody at the spelljammer academy maybe that's somebody's grand plan and i don't re i don't really want to die I hadn't factored that in good because you're not we made it we're okay. Yeah. Harumph, you're being awfully quiet there. I have been told off for meddling in things that apparently are being controlled by the Academy. I'm not going to rock the boat any further. If I were to be meddling, though, I would probably go and speak with Mert. 
He was attacked before this? He was. It could either be a separate incident or related? Yes. I don't know. Maybe talking with him is a good idea. Talk to him now. Just something that you will have noticed um, from the because we finished the simulation and Harumph was very giddy and silly. Um, the moment he saw people lying on the ground and um, uh, like recruits, his demeanor like almost bipolar just drops. Um, and he is very quiet and introverted um, throughout the entire walk back to the bunk, and then he seems to be quite closed off when you talk to him as you see that. Anyway. I guess it's time for us to just keep our heads down, but clear and uh, await instruction because we don't have the clearance to go and speak to Mart and I'm not interrupting Tarto right now she's got more important things to deal with Is the bunk officer uh, around? Uh, Ryback um, <clears throat> he is about, yeah uh, I'm going to go see Ryback Okay um, essentially just ask if I'm allowed to go out and walk anywhere. Um, I would say if you want to get a bit of fresh air, there is the uh, patio garden on the refectory. Sounds like a nice evening. Um, may I be excused to the refectory? Thank you. And I'll have a wander out towards the refectory. Okay. Um, you're gonna what? Sorry. I'm gonna get me a cat. You're gonna get a cat. Wonderful. Yeah. Please describe uh, what you are doing in this time, then. Cool. So um, I'm I'm literally just going to be um, performing the fine familiar ritual, um, and um, and I'm going to try and bring forth a black cat um, that looks like a generic black cat, I guess. Something special, just a cute little pet. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you gather up the items for this ritual. Um, you take, like, a mess tin uh, to put the components into, start the small fire. Um, and then as the fire burns... Um, it turns into a silvery, shimmering flame, and the flames just flare up, and then straight back down, and out of the ash at the bottom, there's just this 
teeny tiny little cats looking up at you. Oh man, in all of my plans, I didn't come up with a name. We'll get back to you on that. Uh, <laughs> Celestial, what are you doing at this time? Um, she is going to go and sit on her bed for a while because she doesn't know what to do and it was unexpected and she's trying to think of not necessarily a plan but just what to do next because this all got a little real suddenly yeah so um she's gonna go and do that lovely um and harumph uh we will come over to you as you are uh making your way through um the refectory and head out to the patio area you can see uh, night is starting to come in. Uh, you can see genuine starlight shining down on you as the fresh air, for the first time in a good few days, finally hits you. Um, there are, you know, a few trees out here, a few bushes, uh, some stone benches and things. The wind is just gently moving the leaves and then there's a slight rustling sound that you can hear in one of the bushes um i as i come out into the space look around to see if there's anyone else in the garden uh go ahead and make a perception check a perception check um, and our survey says it's a oh. Yeah, there's there's nobody out here. There's there's no other uh, students or any of the staff out here. Um, he kind of walks into the garden a bit, and then as he gets to a kind of like boiling point, he just stops and kind of roars to the sky. Um, and then after doing that, feeling a bit stupid, um, he um, gets down into like a crouch on the ground um, and starts just with his fingers uh, drawing runes into the ground and muttering a prayer to Omen or Father um, for some sort of guidance. Um, that's about it. Okay. Um... You noticed it first when you stepped out that you there was this rustling sound. Then after you roared there was a tiny whip of movement. As you're sat down curiosity seems to have gotten the better of it and a small fox is just cautiously stepping towards you. I immediately uh, try to kind of clear my body language of anything threatening 
um, I will sit down in cross-legged fashion and uh, open a hand and then cast good berry um, to summon berries uh, and then just kind of throw one onto the ground as if like not paying attention to where I'm throwing it um, and then just throw them casually in a, like a couple of dots around in front of me. Um, and this fox will sort of look at you for a bit, just sort of frozen in space. Goes towards one of the berries, gives it a sniff, picks it up, looks back at you. Goes over to it one is of the safe, this one. Goes over to one of the others and starts eating that, looking at you again. Starts to move into the ones that you've thrown a little bit closer to you. Till it eventually finishes eating them all up and then comes towards you kind of expectantly. Do you need a friend to... I'm assuming you do. Most friends of mine get hurt eventually, so um, you're welcome to stay, but do not hold anything against me. I'll just scruff, uh, scratch the top of its head. And it just... Just like one eye just closes. And it just looks at you. We should go check on the other ones then, little kite. Come on. And then I will get up and uh, wander back towards the bunk. And it will follow you. Excellent. Um, welcome to my Beastmaster. Uh, <laughs> this is, this is Haley, um, who is my, my companion, um, spelled H-A-I-L-E-Y. Um, and uh, yeah, she's a fox. Um, nice. Better not but... be my fucking cat. <laughs> I have just fed it eight days worth of food because a good berry lasts you a day. <laughs> it's not going to eat, but it, it, it kind of waddles in. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, so you head back inside. Um, where, like, you know, everyone seems to have their pets. Feel bad for Celestial now. It's fine, you've still got adventures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't need, yeah, I don't need pets. I always have pets in DD, I'm fine. Um, Thank you. I am. Um, <laughs> I will noticing this do, uh, do like an awkward. Oh, I forgot something. Uh, I'm going to wander out towards the refectory again and try find just like a large uh, kind of like branch or, or something I can take off a tree and spend the evening trying to whittle something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to have to roll for that. It's, it's easy enough to find wood when there's trees. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I'll try and whistle like a little bird or something, like a little model sort of thing. Yeah, I'm, again, I'm not. I'm not going to have you rolling on that. That's just too That's... nice. <laughs> um, um, and then after it's getting you, all sentimental in here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ich hatte drei Modell. Ähm... <lacht> um. Something you will notice, um, and I've already done it on my face paint. Um, in the morning, though, um, if we have anything else beforehand, please do interject. But in the morning, you'll notice that the because Harumph has had three tattoos of stitches down his face and across his cheeks. You notice that the two across his cheeks have got um, kind of somehow merged uh, into runes on his cheeks. Um, he doesn't know this. Um, <laughs> Um, but they have changed, um, and also he will st uh, kind of just awkwardly kick Celestial uh, <laughs> if she's asleep. Uh, what's your pet? What? I, what pet? What? And he holds out a crudely um, carved like starling. This is um, this is Bud. It may look like something else. I don't know. I'm not very good with knives. Um, now we all have pets. Uh, for the purposes of this game, but <laughs> <laughs> looks like potato. <laughs> but just but. Told you, carving not very good. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I love. I love. Him. Oh, no, I know what I would have called it. Rather than Starling, I'd have done it as a Dua. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Oh, annoyingly, across the room, I've got a cuddly penguin that if I'd have known this was going to happen, I could have... Next been... episode, cuddly penguin. <laughs> I just grabbed what was next to the bed, and it turns out to be a, a cuddly potato. Fantastic. Um... It's a Dua. <laughs> Badly called, but we love it. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, so, uh, it is the, uh, morning, um, and, uh, the bells awaken you as normal, um, and then you have your time to, um, go and grab some food, um, as you are making your way to go and uh, get some food, um, you notice uh, Mikan uh, with a, uh, a a small bandage uh, just on his head, um, and he is walking towards you and holding a note. Uh, uh, morning. Um, I was instructed to uh, bring this to you. How are you feeling today? Honestly, um, I've been better. Yeah, I think we all have. But there's work to be done, so... Oh, um, I should give note, sorry. Yeah. A bosun tato. Thank you. Who wants to read the note? I handed it to you, Celestia. I will read the note. I open the paper. What does it say, voice in the sky? Uh, so the <laughs> note says, um... 
that you are to head to the sky dock uh, to the hammerhead ship called the flighty foundling Ooh. for an urgent mission tell no one else called the flighty what the foundling. flighty foundling Completely lost my pen, and rather than get up and try and find it to make notes, I'm just relying on you two for this episode. <laughs> as long as I'm in the scene, you'll get a note. Um, ah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. I will. Um, I will obviously immediately show the note to these two. I will but grab a sausage sarnie and head out. Yeah, let's let's go find a, a ship. Woo! Lovely. It's another hammerhead one, and I'm great at. Flying um, as you uh, grab your uh, food to go, um, Harumph, uh, you notice that uh, Petty Officer Winston Ryback is uh, not the one serving food today. Oh. Morning, Jace. Jace <laughs> uh, no! turns around with a hairnet <laughs> on. Um... A lovely pair of uh, pink, uh, like rubber gloves, and just glares at you. Don't worry, all debts are paid, um, and I will uh, head off. Not being, uh, I'm not trying to rub it in or anything like that. I'm just being very matter of fact. And then uh, he is um, tapped by one of the uh, co-workers there, um, a plasmoid who is uh, attempting to uh, move through with a large vat, basically, of porridge. Um, and he just looks like he's having the best time. What is a plasmoid? So a plasmoid is a uh, kind of, yeah, it's... Think of something with um, no bones, basically jelly. Um, like Do you remember Osmosis Jones? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We're we're talking like that. Cool. Okay. I just I just wanted to get a good picture in my head and realised I didn't know what one was. I've thought about that in years. Cheap. <laughs> good times. It's probably a good thing that you did ask Emma, because there will be listeners like us that won't know what it is either, so that would yeah. help them too. It's like some, somebody else needs to know what this is, I'm sure. Exactly, and that's what we're here for. Would you like to know more? No. Doing all the film references now. Um... More friend. <laughs> um, so, you make your way to the Skydock. And uh, the ship that is there, the flighty foundling, is being loaded up as you arrive. Um, and you see uh, that uh, Ryback is there with um, some barrels uh, that he is carrying up onto the ship. 
Um, so, uh, as he's carrying them, it's, you know, just the usual sort of supplies. He's got some food there, and then obviously has the most important thing, uh, which is the uh, kegs of beer. Yes. Um, as you look on the kegs of beer, you can see uh, the logo on them. You know that these are ones that are served um, at the tavern on uh, the academy grounds. And you can see that there is a good beer Portobello and a good beer Chanterelle. Do not do that gesture. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I could have, I could have had him in the fucking sunlight caverns or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, the stuff is there being loaded up, and uh, Santato sees you there. Um, you do realise as well, though he has been quiet, that uh, Micken did actually make the journey along with you. Um, and Tato, uh, says, Good morning, and I apologize for the abrupt start to your day, but we are in need of materials to repair the simulation's deck, and once again, I do not know who I can trust within the Academy. So, it is you who I have come to. I need you to recover an adamantine meteor that has struck the spire of Hakatha. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, you're going to recover it. The bad news is that Hakatha is populated solely by beholders and their kin. The good news is that an empty tyrant ship drifts above Toral, waiting for you to crew it. Though you'll need to install a spelljamming helm on the command deck to make the ship fly. Travelling aboard this beholder vessel, you should be able to reach the spire without attracting the unwanted attention of other tyrant ships patrolling Hakathan space. We'll drop you off with Petty Officer Winston Ryback, who will ensure you don't go hungry. He'll command the deckhands, Micken Haverstance, Cricklet, uh, she points over to a Thry Cream, and Fred. She points to a, uh, a Plasmoid, who is uh, there. No facial features whatsoever, uh, no uniform to speak of, except for just an orange neckerchief. And that is Fred spelt P-F-F-R-E-D. You'll need to identify who among you is in command of the mission, as well as who commands the ship. A word of warning, the tyrant ship is made of stone, so don't try and land it in water. You'll sink like a rock. Personally, I think Yaurok should be in charge. 
you both. <laughs> you, are, you are both dead to me. <laughs> I saw nothing. I was busy writing a note about all the people that we're going you to kill. You were scheming in the group chat earlier. Oh no, there's no scheming. It is just going to be a whim in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> I may have a fleeting moment of heroism and you need to be in the way. <laughs> um, I'm more than happy for you to be spell jammer this time. That's what you happy to be spelljammer. I think, if I may be so bold, that we nearly had the right to combination. Only you couldn't fight your way out of a paper bag, Celestial. No. Your acrobatics have several T's in it. Um, your strength was so far. I think you have all the, th the makings of a captain. Now you sit around with nothing and ask us all to do everything, right? Do you do that? I reckon, if I may be so bold, I should mate. We have Gyarog as uh, as 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 um, a spell jammer. Mikan will be at hand uh, to assist you um, with, um, with with anything you might need because he's a very intelligent man, and I will be busy doing ropes. Um, that is, that is what I would go. It's, it was what I was thinking for the entire simulation. I shall be allowed to be the leader. That is <laughs> that was silly. Yeah, yeah. Happy to if you think it would be the best idea, Captain. Oh no, no, no. Shipmate. Captain. Captain. I certainly think you're more level-headed than, uh, Harumph, maybe. I don't think I am, okay? I'm gonna crouch down and go, I am quite flat-headed when I shave. It is, it is a funny skull. Did you not um, see me repeatedly ramming the other ship? Yeah, you did brilliantly, Captain, the ship. Previously, you see, as, uh, out of the two of us, I left the ship. That's rule 101. I'm going to pull like an invisible book out of nowhere. I'm going to be like, rule 101 of captaining don't leave the ship. It doesn't have autopilot, technically. Someone else in charge before you left, so therefore that's good captaining. You shouldn't just oh, abandon the ship. Gyarok's just going to look at Mikan and be like, <laughs> She's gonna be like, yeah, whatever. We should probably grab the rest of the uh, supplies a minute and uh, get on board. Um, Tato yeah. doesn't look too happy. You can see that she is just like the last of her cigar is just being ground to dust. Sorry, Tato. You are dropping recruits into the most highest ranking roles that you need us to do. Sorry, you're having a bad day. Do you say that? Don't make him mad. Why? I think if I noticed it, he would. He would just uh, like day one, Tato. I said this was a bad idea. At day one, you have come to me with nothing but problems. You sound like you're doing the Godfather. Why come you? To me on the dime. Giaric. <laughs> I feel like antagonizing Tato. Celestial. 
Micken, get on the ship. Harumph. Yes. A word. Oh. Go on, Captain. He's still coming with us, right? <laughs> Bye, guys. Steve <laughs> <laughs> is playing Spelljammer. He is playing the weird mermaid on the front <laughs> of the ship. Um, as the... <laughs> The others will carry on. Uh, Tato waits for you to be out of earshot and then uh, speaks to you, Harumph, and says, You know that I am very grateful of the services that you have done for the Academy and for the uniform. However, since you arrived, Things have changed within the Academy. I want to ensure your safety and be able to ensure that nobody tries to pin anything onto you. If you are not here and another attack happens, then you are very much in the clear. Oh, it's like that. It is Toto, like that. Toto, if we're speaking plainly, since I've come to this shit show of an academy, I have seen nothing but you have allowed contraband. You have allowed low-ranking people from the squalors of Waterdeep to run your entire academy. We all know Mert's real name, and it is not just the old wolf. We know where he was in the Undermountain. We do not need this flagrant patronization from people who seem to think they are higher than the, the branch on the tree they are. I am so sorry that since someone who actually gives a shit has turned up at your academy, things have changed. You have been left in a bad place. At the same time, I have had to look after two people to make sure that they do not get hurt by your inadequate. Captain Jay should not have been allowed to perform what he did as long as he did. And yes, you may not have known, you are, do not have eyes everywhere, but you are a high-ranking member of this academy. I hope that there are no attacks on the academy whilst we are away. But at the same time, as none of the people doing it are there, I can't say that. And I'm not even going to wait, I'm just going to walk towards the ship. And she will just watch as you leave. Sighs deeply. And turns on her heel to walk away. Now then, uh, if everybody is uh, all ready and prepared, I uh, hope everyone had a nice filling breakfast. Don't worry if you throw it up when we get out into realm space. I can always uh, refill your bellies afterwards. And uh, with that, the flighty foundling takes flight. We decided to captain, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
It's okay. Uh, you will have the journey, uh, which is happening at the minute. There is a crew for the Flighty Foundling itself, um, as you will just be dropped off uh, at the Tyrant ship. Um, whilst we're doing that, I am going to pull the two to one side. Um, in a, in a, uh, I'm going to add them to the chat. Um, you be telling me this? Yes. Oh, okay. He's playing both sides. Yes, I'm playing both sides, so I get what I want either way. Um, uh, no, um, I'm, I'm trying to be honest with you because I think that the problem is everyone is just using double-edged swords and, um, uh, and uh, flattery words and, and nobody's just saying what they mean and it's very frustrating. And I'm tired. And the last time this happened, the entire city burned around me. So let's see if that happens again. Do we do? We'll they... look at the others uh, to see if they know what he means about a city burning. We've never asked questions. And he also does not have the confidence to ask questions. Hello, uh, this is Editing Steve, not Playing Steve. Uh, I'm back from the future to talk to you, dear listener. You may have noticed over the last 45 minutes, um, Audio Gremlins just slowly but surely pulling out different wires. Uh, we're not sure what happened we're, when we recorded. The laptop we used to record was behaving quite well, as you saw at the beginning of the recording. Um, and then we uh, slowly but surely descended into chaos. Um, we didn't lose much audio um, in the 15 minutes of this episode that you've heard here uh, and I'm hoping once I've gone off and edited the next episode that that one has returned to Chris beautiful painful audio that you normally get um, but when we uh, when when I've been able to edit that I will let out uh, another um, audio kind of announcement saying what happened in the episode if not However, to save you missing those high-octane moments in space, we dropped off just as um, Harumph was being told off for um, for accidentally calling out the uh, the Spelljammer Academy. Uh, <laughs> I have no bias to what happened to that not playing Harumph because I'm audio editor Steve, not player Steve. 
Um, but anyway, um, the, uh, the 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 next fifteen minutes of that remainder of the episode would have seen the free, including uh, Micken and uh, Ryback and Fred and um, I can't remember the Fry Cream's name. I'm awful. But uh, either way, you see the the crew sent up to this huge kind of. Uh, um, deaf tyrant monolith in the sky which um, is essentially a beholder spaceship um, it's broken up into three segments um, of kind of like the left and right jaw making like the cargo area and a hollow deck and some other fancy trappings and then the uh, the the plate of the skull making the command center area uh, we'd been given a spell jammer helm to install into this ship so we could then use the ship to uh, subterfuge our way into uh, beholder territories and uh, literally all that happened was us lot making jokes about the uh, the beholder lair style entrances looking like fallopian tubes and um, harumph failing physics and thinking that he could walk up a wall because there was a plane of gravity in the center of the the, the skull and um, and then um, our wonderful plasmoid fred um, showing off and flinging himself up the side of the very smooth fallopian tubes um to uh no need to see a doctor there well done ship um you uh, you would have uh, finished the episode hearing fred flinging himself up putting pittons into the walls that allowed for the rest of us to climb up into the command center where our next episode will pick up aren't you lucky to hear such wonderful stories next fortnight i think you are but Please, if you did enjoy the bits you did here, like, subscribe, ring the little notification bell on YouTube, let us know how we're doing, give us a review on uh, on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to us, that'd be most appreciative, and uh, go and give Liam a, a massive round of applause on, on his Twitter for both running this and also the live show that happened last week, as he, uh, as, as he said at the beginning of this, it was most appreciative to have you all there and it was a lovely day had by all anyway um go enjoy a cup of tea on us and we'll see you in a fortnight's time for the next episode of spell academy tatty bye